Thanks for joining us today on RV Tech Talk, a podcast produced by the National RV Training Academy that is devoted to discussing ways to keep RVs in tip-top shape and ways to make money fixing or inspecting recreation vehicles. My name is Greg Gerber, your host for today's show. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News, a magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, Work Camper News can give you information to help you plan a course to live your own dream and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. Logan Beavers became an RV technician earlier this year after deciding that fixing RVs would help fund his ministry. The pastor from Kingsport, Tennessee grew up using RVs. One day while looking out his window, he realized that nearly every one of his neighbors had a recreation vehicle and they would all eventually need to be serviced. So he completed courses at the National RV Training Academy while he seeks work at a smaller church that can't afford to hire a full-time pastor. Father of two daughters, he considered fixing RVs as a way to support his family while pursuing his passion. He googled RV training courses and was connected to the NRVTA in Athens, Texas. He purchased the home study course first and decided to attend class in person to take advantage of the hands-on training. It helped that he got a $300 credit for buying the home study course and that he could apply that credit to any of the academy's live classes. The in-person training also prepared him to take the test to become a registered RV technician. Logan describes the benefit of being able to work on components from a variety of different brands, which he expects will better equip him to diagnose and repair those items in the field. He also explains why the training would be appropriate for people who may not have experience fixing things or even tinkering with equipment before starting the course. To tell us more about his experience at the National RV Training Academy, please welcome Logan Beavers to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Logan. I appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Well, I am from a town called Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, I'm originally from the Chattanooga area, but I met my wife and I moved up here. Um, And I have been uh, pursuing uh, training in a, a certain trade. And I have grown up all my life around campers and RVs and um, it just kind of hit me one day as I was looking out the window um, that uh, all of my neighbors have RVs. And my whole neighborhood, uh, every other house at least, has RVs. And it just hit me. You know, you love campers. You're interested in how they work. And uh, my first job was working at a dealership, uh, testing uh, RVs and making sure everything worked properly. So uh, I, I started um pondering it and I thought you know you need to just work on these things so so it was a a neat experience um, and I believe it'll be a a great way to um, provide for my family and then also I'm pursuing uh, ministry so if I'm bivocational I I believe that'll be a a good fit for that as well. So you see becoming a mobile service technician fixing RVs etc as a way to finance your ministry? Exactly. Yes. Um, I, I'm, you know, my philosophy is, is, uh, it's not about the money. And, uh, so, you know, if there's ever a small church that can't afford a pastor or minister, um, I just thought this would be the perfect way to, uh, uh, lessen that burden. So. 
Well, there's a biblical example of that in Apostle Paul, right? He made tents, and he was one of the best-known preachers and pastors in history. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Super. Do you have any children? I do. I have two. I have one that is 12. She's 12. Her name's Jaden. And then I have another one that is two, and her name is Jaylee. So I have two girls. I'm outnumbered. I don't have any boys. Even the cats are girls. That's so. right. <laughs> You you are a member of a very astute organization called the International Affiliation of Men Admired as Dads of Daughters Only, and it goes by the acronym I Am a Dodo. So very good. That's right. Yes. So you just completed training. So it was right before Thanksgiving, and it's so not not too far. Not too long ago. So what drew you into the training itself? Um, you know, honestly, it's, it's a funny story. I, um, once I decided um, that uh, RV technician uh, was the, the uh, trade I wanted to pursue uh, to be certified in, I began to look um, for schools, and I, I was calling um, uh, former uh, dealership that I worked for. I called them, and um, was asking around, and, and um, nobody seemed to really know of a um, school to go on on your own. Um, so I began to Google it, and um, and the very one of the very there were a couple other schools uh, that popped up, but one of the very first ones was the uh, National RV Training Academy. And um, so as I began to look at all these different schools, um, I, I saw Terry Cooper on. Um, I was, I mean, I was. Uh, looking for it everywhere on YouTube, uh, just researching it however I could. And um, as I saw um, Terry and his personality, um, and by the way, he is just a, a super guy. Uh, he's a blessing to be around. He, um, it, you know, the way you see him on uh, uh, videos or uh, TV, wherever you see him or reading his books, he is the same exact person uh, in person uh, that you see. So there's no... Uh, difference in that so he, he's just a super guy and so are all the the other staff at that school um that's what started to i actually called and talked to uh, miss karen and she um was answering my questions and she was so patient with me because i had so many um, questions to ask and as i began to um, get all the answers i needed i could i could already sense that it was really a um, family environment um everybody there cared for each other and they really wanted you to succeed um, in this trade. Um, so that's really kind of how it started. Was it all started with Google? <laughs> it all started with Google. So you, yes. you you applied then for the training, and you went to Athens, Texas, and you underwent right. it five full weeks. Right? What were what was that like? Was it that's real intense training? Well, it, it was it was um, to begin with because there there is a lot of information. Um, that they're unpacking at first, but as you as you do that, um, let let me back up for a moment if you don't mind. Uh, I did purchase the um, home study program. Uh, they they offer that, and they um, it was a three hundred dollar credit towards the five weeks um, after I purchased that and I went through that. Um, so I, I'm one of the the people that um, just. Uh, hearing it over and over and over again helps. So I did the home study course, and then I went and took the same material again that first week, and that helped tremendously. 
So, uh, was there a benefit to having that hands-on training at the academy versus the online oh, training? Yes. yes. I, uh, that, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to go that first week and because um, I, I knew that $300 credit would go towards it. But also for the hands-on, you get to see, you know, there's a lot of people who are just uh, willing to let you see their rig and um, the different ways that it works, the different setups. And so um, it was just a really good experience. Is there anything that really stood out in the training as being beneficial? Uh, you know, I think it was the support. Um, I, I know I've mentioned it, the family atmosphere, but it's just the uh, support system they have there. Uh, they, When you leave there, you don't feel like they've left you hanging or they have took my money uh, because they're definitely not. Uh, one of the things I was very impressed with was that they are not all about taking your money. They want you to succeed, and um, they they are willing to, you know, uh, give numbers, emails. Um, if you have questions, they have a – actually, after you're certified, they have a Facebook page that they will add you to with uh, multiple other techs to give you um, a help in that way as well. So if you run into a problem or somebody calls you the night before uh, you go to fix something and you don't quite know how to approach it, you can – uh, get on there and, and write a question about it, and somebody can answer you or give you their two cents. That's, um, but also your instructors are, are great. That's well. got to be reassuring to be out there on oh, your own yeah. doing uh, service work and knowing that you've got a team of people behind you that can actually help you answer questions or, like Terry Terry calls them, purple monkeys, to address those purple right. monkeys or problems that just seem insurmountable. Right. Yeah, and and that's the that's the biggest thing, especially if you do it on your own. You want to know that you have uh, support in some way, and uh, you're definitely not alone uh, going to this school. So. And you you took the test after the training was completed, right, to be a certified technician. Yes, sir. That's right. I did. And what, did the training really prepare you for that test? Uh, yeah, the uh, a, a lot of the uh, I know when I was taking the registered. Um, technician exam a lot of the material on that test was covered the first week uh, that first basic overview of all the systems of the rv and um, so that really helped and then they have a, a, a class to help prep you for that test a practice test and um, they're there to answer questions and explain things that maybe you didn't quite get that first week um, they're there to help you one-on-one -on -one. so that really helped me as far as preparing for that test and then uh, they also uh, give you some time to, to um, pretend like it's the real test you're taking um, and, and practice, um, you know, getting in the groove of uh, taking a time test that's multiple choice. So it was, it was a very great help. When I've been to the academy and I've watched the classes, it always seems that they have a classroom portion where they're going through a video or an, uh, kind of a lecture where a instructor is leading the class and presenting material, but then they break and go into what I think are more like labs, right? Where they bring equipment out and everybody gets to work on an air conditioner and everybody gets to work right. on a refrigerator. That's got to be beneficial. Oh man, that's really, and that for me, that is where everything clicked. I, uh, my mind naturally, when I first started um, hearing the information or we started going through the manuals, uh, my mind starts to wonder and think, oh, man, can I do this? But as soon as they do that, as soon as they break and they bring out um, 
the different things to practice on, to work on, to show you how to use your multimeter, which was very helpful for me. Um, as soon as they did that, that's when the first half of class really started to click. And I would think, oh, that's what he was saying. Or, um, okay, so I need to do this instead of that. So it was, yes, it's very helpful to have that hands-on training. I think for most of us guys, we learn more when we are doing hands-on. That's right. And, and naturally, uh, as us being men, that's where we tend to try to jump to anyway. We skip the instructions and just try <laughs> to get hands-on, right? That's right. Try to figure it out on our own and then go back and read the instructions. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Super. So the lab work, I think, is also beneficial because they provide a variety of different types of equipment to look at and to diagnose, right? It's not just all one brand of air conditioner, all one brand of refrigerator. Right, that's right. I mean, um, we we had, in the classroom I was in, we had air conditioners and we had the Medic and um, the, all the other brands. And we started, um, they started, they had so many air conditioners, um, they started from one side of the room and literally went around to the other side we had so many to practice on and work on and we even had some really really old air conditioners that came off of uh, some of the campers there in the texan rv campground and uh, that was really neat to see Um, they had to be from the at least the 80s um, and they were still in working (laughs) working order after we got done so that was really neat to see uh, yeah, they they have all kinds of things to to work on and practice, and that's where a lot of the learning comes from. That's got to be beneficial being next to a campground as well, because there are dozens of other RVs there. So you could literally walk around the campground and look at any rig and see the nuances between the different pieces of equipment. Right, right, and that's the that's also the beauty of it. You see. I mean, all the different, um, you know, uh, I think we had some, there were some campers there that were from the 70s and 80s all the way up to the newest uh, thing on the market. So it was so helpful to be able to see um, all of those different units. So now are you going to pursue a job as a mobile technician or are you just going to like work for a dealership part-time as you can and as you're building your ministry? Well, you know, that's the beauty of it is is after you go through this school, you really have the option to do either or. Um, I'm, I'm not, as far as personally, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm pursuing it and re- researching it and praying on it. But um, uh, the, the beauty of it is, is I have the option to do either or. So, um, and that's just a gift in itself. Um, uh, we're already seeing some opportunities up in the area where I am. And uh, like I said, all of my neighbors have uh, campers, and just um, I'm seeing more and more of those. There's a uh, the Bristol Raceway is here, so a lot of people come and dry dock, and uh, so uh, there's lots of opportunities that uh, that we can pursue. So I would imagine that that would be the case. Did the academy provide business training in case you wanted to go into business for yourself? Yes, it was actually, um, and it was optional. It was the first uh, five-day class where we did the overview of all the systems of the RV. And it was uh, Howard, um, who also instructs the uh, Inspector 2 um, class. Uh, he, every morning before the um, overview would start, 
we would uh, he would do uh, business sections and he would give tips and hints on uh, how to run your business and how to uh, do income taxes and and gave some different places you could go online as well. So that that kind of helps uh, get your brain going, especially if you are thinking about uh, pursuing your own business. And because they train a lot of mobile technicians, don't they provide you with a list of the equipment that you would generally need when you're working in the field? Yes, yes, that was actually, and that was very helpful. They they actually sent it the week, uh, uh, actually a few weeks before I went, they had sent that list. And um, so I was able to kind of go through and check and see, oh, okay, so I need to get this tool and that tool, and I need to research how much these are. So, so it was very helpful because, you know, when especially if you haven't been in this industry, um, you, you don't necessarily know where to start as far as tools. And um, so, so they're very that was very helpful to me to uh, have that to refer back to as far as, okay, I need to have all these, at least these things, and then I can build upon those um, as, as it grows. Do you have a plan to promote your business? I'm, I'm working on it. If, if I decide to go that route, um, I'm going to try to find out how to pursue that. <laughs> like you said, there are a bunch of campgrounds and a raceway nearby, right? Right. Yes. And, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, I guess the best way would be business cards and social media and, um, just, um, you know, word of mouth as well. So did you have any surprises when you were going through the classes, anything that was tougher than you expected? Um, you know, I think as far as the, um, appliances go, you, if you don't know much about, um, the appliances going in, you kind of think, oh, okay, well, that's like a regular refrigerator. Well, you get in there and you see that, no, that is not a regular refrigerator. <laughs> right. So, They're vastly uh, different. De- definitely a, a lot of uh, eye-opening things as far as how, how the systems work and, and uh, all those kind of things. Have you always been a tinker? I mean, even as a teenager or a child? You know, I have, uh, and, and uh, now that I think about it, um, I, I haven't thought about this until you just asked me that. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I loved Legos. I mean, I would love to take them apart and try to put them, you know, build them into things or try to try to um, make something work that was broken or, you know, I, would, I could spend hours just uh, trying to figure out how to get something to work. So, uh, you know, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I, I think... Throughout my life, you know, um, prior to this, uh, I had a job as a custodian. Uh, I was cleaning, but I was also doing uh, like minor maintenance things. And so um, that was always uh, kind of my favorite side of, of that job as well was the, the minor maintenance and trying to figure out how to fix things. And there's, you know, there's just something about, and this is one of the things when you go through these classes is when you figure out the problem and you fix it and you step back, there's just a sense of satisfaction that, man, I just did that. And uh, it's it's really neat. So you kind of had a natural inclination into fixing things and, and tinkering around with them and kind of diagnosing uh, how things work. But could somebody go through that training if they were like me and a complete idiot when it comes to, technician, to, to technical matters and still come out and do well in the class? You know, I think if they are totally 
uh, and fully interested in RVs and how they work and uh, if they're teachable and willing to learn, I, I say yes. I, I don't see why not because um, I had no experience as an electrician or a plumber, but as I came out of that program, I was very uh, familiar with my multimeter and how to use it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say so. I think um, anybody who's willing to do the work and to study and to ask the right, you know, ask questions, don't be shy, ask questions about what you don't get and how to do things. And, and that's, that's one of the, the, uh, the beauty of these classes. The instructors, there is never a stupid question. Um, they, they answer every question um, just graciously. And um, so there are no stupid questions. And that's very helpful as well, especially when you're uh, you're, maybe you haven't been in a school or training type setting, or maybe you're shy about asking questions. Um, that just helps a lot. Yeah, and you answered the question in a great way because you said that you might have been familiar with these particular aspects of RV training or RV technical work, but had no experience at all in these other areas. And so you were able to learn them and develop that proficiency just by going through the classes. That's kind of neat. That's right. And, you know, another thing is I felt like I was learning from my fellow classmates as well. Um, everybody in the class you would find would have a strength in a different area. Maybe uh, one may have a strength in electrical, one may have a uh, strength in plumbing. or um, So you kind of are able to uh, bounce things off of each other as well, like they're in break or before class. or And that's, that's one of the uh, neat things about... Um, you kind of build a a, a a deep friendship with these people. Uh, we left with each other's numbers and, you know, agreed that if we had any questions or were stumped, um, you know, we could call each other and, and help each other out. It's, it's definitely a supportive community. That's great. Do you have any advice for people who may be considering taking the training or who want to consider becoming an RV technician? I think the biggest thing is learn, learn, and learn. <laughs> That's one of the biggest things that I am learning uh, is that this is, uh, is, is an industry that is constantly changing. I mean, you, you look at um, how campers were 30 years ago, and there is uh, not a camper that looks like uh, what they do today. Um, so lots of things to learn and also be teachable. Um, you know, find somebody who's been in it for a while, a mentor or uh, somebody you can bounce things off of. Um, those are probably, uh, that's the advice I would give. And, um, and definitely be willing to do the work and the studying and, and asking questions. There seems to be a lot of opportunity out there for people who would like to jump into becoming an RV technician. Yes, I agree. There's, there are tons of opportunities. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Logan. I really appreciate the time. It sounds like you've got a, a pretty good handle on what's going to happen in your life and your career in 2020, and I wish you the best of luck. Hey, well, thank you, and thank you for having me, Greg. Logan Beavers opted to take RV technical training to give him options. He saw the tremendous need for service technicians and thought learning to fix RVs would be a good way to support his family while he pursues his true passion as a pastor of a small church. 
He was spot on when he said he noticed many of his neighbors had recreation vehicles and he knew from personal experience that they would need those RVs fixed sooner or later. Even though he had no experience as a plumber or electrician before enrolling at the National RV Training Academy, or even how to use some of the tools, Bogan found the instructors very interested in his success. He took the home study course first and found it helpful in fixing his own RV, but it also opened his eyes to the possibilities of making RV repair a career or even a part-time job. It is one of the best educational values out there. For $7,500 in tuition, $1,500 for tools, and $2,000 for lodging expenses, people move from being novices to certified RV technicians in just five to six weeks. From there, they can get a job at an RV dealership making upwards of $30,000 in the first year to hauling in more than $100,000 in businesses of their own by working as mobile RV technicians. Logan was very appreciative of the community of students and faculty who stood by him during the training. I loved what he said that when he left the academy, he did not feel as though they had taken his money and left him trying to figure out what to do next. The staff helped him every step along the way. The National RV Training Academy's one-week live training or home study course will teach you everything you need to know to fix about 80% of the problems people experience with their RVs. You can also sign up for additional training to become an RV inspector, campground technician, or to provide mobile RV service. For more information, visit www.nrvta.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News, a magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, Work Camper News can give you information to help you plan a course to live your dream and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. That's all we have for this, the final episode of 2019. When we return next year, we'll talk to another graduate of the program who opted to become a mobile service technician and is making a great living in a business of his own. We'll see you next week on RV Tech Talk. Thanks for listening.